Welcome, everybody, back to a, another edition of the Buzz Talk podcast. It is episode 20. Today is Wednesday, October 12th. I'm joined by my dear friend, Matthew Violet. He's back helping me get through uh, another episode for you guys. We're happy to be back for the second straight week after a few months hiatus. Matt, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, anytime I'm in a room with you, I can't feel much better. So you know how it is. Yeah. Uh, definitely want to keep this show running, keep this going. It, it, it's a, a very good feeling uh, producing and editing and getting this out to the people that are so kind and listen to it. Uh, I definitely, after listening to last week's episode, there's a lot that we both can work on, especially for myself, got to be a lot smoother, but at the end of the day, uh, we're just doing this to have fun and hopefully you guys enjoy listening to us. Yeah. I think, could I go ahead and talk about, you know, my improvements and then also the biggest story of the week, I think for myself need to slow down we know I'm fast, but also would love to hear in the comments. I'm trying to sound better than Kev. So if I'm not sounding better than Kev, let me know about that. Yeah, it's a tough battle. It's uh, it's an uphill battle, but ultimately at the end of the day, uh, what works works, what's factual is factual. And uh, we'll let our viewers decide. I think we both sound great, but without further ado, I want to get into our first segment. Uh, the New England Patriots beat the breaks off the Detroit Lions at home, not to mention in the throwback retro red uniforms with the Pat the Patriot emblem on their helmets. I thought it looked great. I thought their play uh, symbolized it. I thought it was a gritty win. Uh, their defense looked great. And at the end of the day, they gave up no points. So uh, I wanted to start there. Uh, Matt, what'd you think of the game? First thing on my mind is Zap. Zappity zap, zappy zappy, zappy zeep, and I like zap, but zappity. Now, I guess we respect the man for what he's doing to the organization right now. Zappy, I apologize if you're out there listening. So, I need to know, Kev, zappy goes on a hot streak. You know, we talked last week, I think, about the sort of you know, for lack of a better word, week schedule we have the next two games. Mm -hmm. Zappy wins the next three. Is there a uh, no more Mac talk? No, see. There's something going on in Foxborough, and I think it's because it's fun and it's zappy fever. And I have it, and I love it. But that's because the Patriots are winning football games. I think at the end of the day, as a fan base, if you can put on a product that results in a win, then you're, you're going to be loved and you're going to be praised. But if you're losing, uh, you're going to get that energy reciprocated in a demeaning, uh, non-positive way. So – I think Zappy uh, came out and you got to give a lot of credit to the coaches and their master game plan. Don't turn the ball over. He did have an interception, but I really wouldn't 
consider it. It was a pass to uh, Nelson Aguilar, who's turned the ball over in three of the five games, which is not great. But Zappi's stats, 17 of 21, 188 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. Uh, but he knew the assignment, and he executed – didn't turn the ball over through when he had to, they're not going to put him in situations where he has to win the game. I mean, even in the green Bay game, when he came in, cause this was his first NFL start, the green Bay game was the first game he ever put a Jersey on. So that kind of speaks to volume on how prepared he was uh, with such a little time. And for this game, he, like I said, he just made the right plays. He didn't try to do too much. He followed the game plan and ultimately ended up in a win. Tell me a little bit about what you just said. They're not going to put him in a position to have to win a game. That seems like a, a crazy statement to me, considering he's a pro athlete. What do you mean by that? So essentially, the game plan for the Patriots, at least what it seems, is it's a run-first offense. Pass when you okay. need to. So, for instance, Ramondre Stevenson had 25 carries for 161 yards, so he's getting a lot of the workload. Unfortunately, Damian Harris went out of the game with a hamstring injury, I believe. Uh, he's expected to be out uh, a few weeks, which is definitely unfortunate, but um, it puts more pressure on our defense because they're going to have to remain stout, and they did. Uh, had some big turnovers, had some – some big fourth down stops, uh, some definitely questionable coaching by uh, Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. But what I really mean by that is the game plan is uh, it's conservative for the most part. So they're going to run the ball. They're going to throw. They're going to pick their times to throw. Um, you know, on third and short, you're probably going to get more of a run play. But, uh, you know, Jacoby Myers came back this game. He had seven receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown. He's a chain mover. Uh, he's a difference maker. So without him, it's been hard to move the ball, but he's made big catch after big catch. And, uh, you know, they had 364 total yards of offense. So that's huge. I mean, the thing that is unfortunate is our red zones were not great. They all resulted in field goals. They had four red zone trips and none of them resulted in a touchdown. So that's something that's kind of been lingering on this whole year and hopefully something they can figure out. That's not going to work when it matters. No, it's not. Not at all, especially against better teams. So about this conservative game plan, would you call this a, a conservative team in general, whereas someone like the Chiefs where they have Kelsey, they have Mahomes, is the game plan? You think Andy Reid is just like, hey, let's just go fire on all cylinders every game because we have these guys, whereas whereas um, Bill is kind of just being more, you know, trying to be more tactical here because he has these young guys? Yeah, I mean, I also think, you know, if Mac Jones were still in the game uh, or, you know, not injured, he would have – been more aggressive and we had seen that earlier this year already but since Zappi is so new I mean he's only been a professional football player for three months and uh it's his first start you're going to handle it with kid gloves and you're not going to put him in a position to fail as easily so uh you know it's kind of keep the game in front of you don't don't throw into tighter windows uh keep everything you know, close to the line of scrimmage. And um, I thought Zappi did it. He, he's the biggest thing with him, at least for me, 
watching is he's just very he's very poised and you don't see that I mean he he lit it up in college at Western Kentucky but obviously this is uh, apples and oranges but he's just been poised and he's taken everything in stride and he's looked like a professional and he's not asked you know they're not asking him to do too much so at the end of the day his play you know they don't want his play to determine the out the outcome of the game now he's been moving the chains and making the necessary plays to win you know to keep them in a good position as long as he doesn't turn the ball over I think this team is going to be in a good spot to win games every week to be honest that's exactly where we want to be exactly uh some other stats uh Jack Jones who you had brought up last week Matt he had another interception, a big interception in the red zone, uh, fourth round draft pick, showing that uh, he belongs in this league. Um, even Hunter Henry getting on the stat sheet, four receptions, 54 yards. Uh, our defense had a touchdown. It was a strip sack fumble on fourth and two, I believe, on Jared Goff. And the Lions, although they're not a great team overall, their offense, I think, was leading the league in scoring or they were up there but i mean at the end of the day it's still the lions they're not a top tier team but something's to be said if you stop any team in the nfl to zero points i think that speaks volume to your organization and you know finally it, it seemed like a game was well executed and obviously the role results show yeah and we won't go on this for too long but i will say if it's mac if it's zach if it's Mac Wilson Sr., the Patriots are here to attack. So watch out. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, but to, to answer your, your real first question, uh, Zappi is – what we know from him is he's a solid backup quarterback. This is still Mac Jones's team. Um, I can't but, say – Zappi wins three more in a row. Sorry not to interrupt. Yeah, I – I still, I mean, there's always the, you know, nothing's out of possibility. Nothing's impossible, right? So I think it, it speaks, I mean, that is a possibility that he keeps running, you know, ripping off wins and maybe he even shows more promise from, you know, his position where he's slinging the ball across the field. But Mac Jones has been with this offense. They trust Mac. He's a leader. And I think what this does ultimately is this kind of, puts Mac under some heat. Now he, you know, whether it's real competition or not, I mean, he's, he's on notice now. I mean, if he doesn't play well, when he comes back, those questions will definitely come to surface about, do they go back with Zappy? And honestly, if Zappy can continue doing what he's doing and keep this team upright, then they're definitely, th there's a, shorter leash for Mac if he plays poor over a few weeks but ultimately I don't think it's going to get to that point I think Mac Jones will will come back in the next two three weeks if I had to guess not a doctor but uh, I don't think the Patriots will I don't think it'll allow to get there and Zappy's a great fun story I hope he continues it in Mac's absence but overall uh, Mac Jones will be the quarterback one for this team. And I think he's going to do a great job when he comes back, to be honest. No, I think a couple things there are worst case for Zappy. 
he gets a, a check somewhere else. You know, he's he's put, getting a good name for himself. But I think, like you said, it's Mac's team right now. People trust Mac, which I think is huge. I think going with Zappy is kind of more like, hey, there's this new shiny thing. Let's pick the shiny thing. Whereas we know someone like Bill is going to go ahead and value that consistency. So, and I will say, shout out to the Patriots again, because you were mentioning last week that Goff and the um, Lions offense is hot. And you, mm-hmm. you, you said that the golf true. was playing was MVP true. caliber. And so to hold that to zero points, pretty cool. So thanks. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. If, if golf continued what he was doing, he could have been in consideration. Now, obviously those, you know, high scoring games have to result in wins for you to even be considered, but he was playing at a very high level and they were brought back down to earth. They have a lot of weapons that uh, were definitely neutralized and ultimately uh, they couldn't get the job done really on any facets. I wish the Patriots, like I said, had converted more of those red zone trips into touchdowns rather than field goals, but that's kind of the game they're going to play. They're not going to you know, keep points on the off the board if they don't have to. You know, They're, they're going to have lower scoring games and they're going to be closer games, but I feel like they're always going to have a chance at the end of games to win them. And like the Ravens game, we turned the ball over, we threw up on ourselves and we lost the game. Um, this game, we kind of brought it out of reach before it could even get to that part. So, uh, it was just a well-executed game all around and definitely something you want to see as a New England fan, something we're definitely accustomed to. And hopefully we can keep that train rolling. We're playing in Cleveland next week, who definitely has more talent than the bills and a better defense. So it'll be interesting. I talk about that with, uh, with Connor Meehan on our weekly pick. So uh, that's in the second half of this episode, but definitely excited to see where this Patriots team can go. You want to talk about that next game or do you want to move on to the next segment? Uh, no, I'll, I'll leave the next game for the picks. Uh, I do sure. want to, I do want to move into my power rankings. Now uh, record really doesn't have much to do with it. Although obviously the better teams with the better records are at the top of it, but I kind of want to do a a week by week power rankings uh, as we move forward here. Um, So I wanted to start here. It's just going to be top five. I'm not going to do top 10. Um, Coming in at number five for me is the three and two Baltimore Ravens. I like that. uh, Well, they probably have the MVP favorite in Lamar Jackson. Their defense might be their Achilles heel. Uh, ultimately when they're going for a Super Bowl run. But uh, Lamar Jackson is playing for a contract. He still doesn't have an agent. His agent is his mom. Not sure how that's going to work out. But uh, what that offense can do and the weapons he has and and how he uses his legs, I think uh, even though a slow-ish start, um, I, I do like the Ravens coming in at number five. Lamar Lamar's back at it. It seems like Lamar kind of had ups and downs recently. Uh, maybe it just, he wasn't hot, but he's, he's right back where he was 2019, 2024. Yeah. I mean, his MVP season was incredible. Uh, he's just, I hope he stays healthy because he's due for a big contract and he, he seems like uh, prime Lamar seems like he's, he's fully healthy and he's just a dangerous weapon. And I think a quarterback at that magnitude can, can really, you know, he uplifts his teammates and, you know, that trickles down to the defense as well, although they haven't, 
gotten there yet. You know, they pulled out a Sunday night win at home against a good Bengals team. So uh, just from the eye test, uh, I believe the Ravens are number five. Moving on to number four, people may not agree, but I do like the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're a well-rounded team. They are a four-and-one team as of right now. Obviously, this is subject to change. It probably will change. Uh, but I do like the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins outside of primetime games uh, basically is the best thing since sliced bread. The weapons he has around him with uh, Justin Jefferson, um, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, even Irv Smith is good. So I do like them. Their defense has been decent um, and they're first in their division. So I got to give it to them. You're saying Kirk Cousins is great other than when it matters. Is that what I just heard? I mean, primetime, I wouldn't say when it matters. I'd say spotlight, uh, primetime game. Prime, sure. Primetime, Sunday night, Monday night? Correct. Thursday night, any night games. Oh, yeah, so. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Yeah, so he's notorious. I, I don't know if he's won a primetime game. He might have won, like, he's he, his record is, uh, you can fact check me on that, but his primetime is not great. It's putrid. Uh, so as long as they're not playing a lot of primetime games, this Vikings team is set up to to have a great year and possibly dethrone the, the Green Bay Packers uh, as the NFC North division champs. Well, maybe if they make the Super Bowl, then they'll switch it to a 1 p.m. game for them. Hopefully. I mean, that would be perfect uh, for Kirk. And if that was the case, I would put all of my my life on the Vikings winning that Super Bowl. Uh, and he doesn't have much left, so he means that. Exactly. So coming in at number three, I do have the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, came off a close win at home against the Raiders. Always tough against an AFC West opponent. They always play each other tough. It's a hard division. Um, I just think when you have the tandem of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, still trying to figure it out with his wide receiving group. But their defense is formidable. It definitely uh, has a chance to improve. They're a lot younger on the defensive side than they were last year. So uh, when it's all said and done, you can expect the Chiefs to to be right there at the end. Uh, whether it's the conference championship or Super Bowl, I would not put that past them. Yeah, based on what I'm looking at, they could easily be 5-0 right now. They could, for sure. But they're not, and they haven't looked as clean as they have in the a lot of, a lot of close games years, for sure um coming in at number two the only undefeated team on the year is the philadelphia eagles uh they had a three-point victory in arizona against the cardinals uh they were a field goal make away from getting forced into overtime uh but the backup kicker for the cardinals missed and the Eagles are 5-0. and Their record, uh, for me, helps them boost them up. I just – I don't see them being the best team in the NFL because ultimately I feel like they'll fall back down to earth, at least from a team perspective. Like, I don't – I think they're a top-five team regardless, but uh, I'm not sure they're a top-two team when all is said and done. I, I'm not sure they'll, they'll finish, you know, in the Super Bowl or conference championship, but – Right now, I have no other reason to believe that they're a great team. Uh, and until they lose, uh, I have nothing else to believe that they are a great team. These young quarterbacks have really came in and said, it's our league now, huh? 
Yeah, that's why you see a lot of close games and a lot of parity. It's because you're getting a high influx of these quarterbacks who are young and they're making a difference early and the most important position maybe in all four major pro sports in america uh is a quarterback i mean you know a pitcher only controls so much a goalie is pretty important obviously in hockey um you know basketball a great player obviously helps a lot but a quarterback is the brain as well as you know their job is specifically to make their teammates better and deliver the ball and run the offense so um it's honestly refreshing to see a lot of new quarterbacks because we didn't really know a few years ago we didn't have great direction and then you saw Mahomes pop onto the scene you saw Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and you weren't really sure what was going to come after but now you see the Jalen Hurts of the world the Kyler Murray's the Trevor Lawrence's and uh, it feels like the NFL's in uh, uh, one of the better states they've they've been in uh, in a long time. Yeah, it's fun when there's new people to root for. I mean, think about all these teams that are are hot now. It's all these different fan bases that are getting energized that haven't been before. So that's great for them. Yeah, and it's just making the the NFL that more marketable and profitable. So, um, which in turn is making there's been a lot of questionable. Uh, roughing the passer calls and people don't really know what is and isn't anymore. And it makes sense from a, you know, financial standpoint, because they're going to bring the viewers. uh, But at the same time, you want to watch real authentic football. And if they're getting calls that shouldn't be called, then kind of takes away from the game from what it was. And that was, you know, violent and, you know, no freebies, if you would. You have me at the edge of my seat here. Who is number one? Number one, uh, they were my number one coming into this year. Uh, the Buffalo Bills put on a clinic offensively and defensively last week against the Steelers. I just think they're the most well-rounded team in the NFL. They did lose to the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Um, it was a close game, but uh, I just think this team is is for real. Uh, obviously, that's going to be put to the test next week uh, against the Chiefs, but uh, I definitely like the Bills coming in at number one. As a Patriots fan, does it pain you to say that, or would you rather – would you be experiencing more pain if it was Jets 5-0, something like that? Um, honestly, it would hurt more – if the dolphins were because I mean, living in South Florida, that's kind of, I mean, the bills have been bad for so long and they never really, they were not like Tom Brady, I think is like 28 and three all time against the bills. And obviously most, if not all of those wins were as a Patriot. So they never as a Patriots fan felt like they were like intruding on anything. Um, And their fans deserve it. They have the best fans in the world. So um I, I really have no issue with it. I kind of, I kind of like it, to be honest. I love how crazy their fans are. And I, I read a tweet a few weeks ago that the, the world wouldn't be ready for a Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl because oh, that, man. Th- that tailgate would be something else. Uh, it'd be very dangerous. And those are the most two outlandish, uh, passionate fan bases in the NFL. A lot of arrests, a lot of vandalism, a lot of destruction. Let's uh, hope we see it. Let's also hope we don't see it. 
Uh, yeah, I, 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 for all for the game. I love it. Uh, <coughs> passionate sports fans. I consider myself one. So hopefully the Patriots can figure it out, but, uh, I I've been blessed to be a Boston sports fan for my lifetime. And I've seen enough championships that could last me till I die. So, um, it's good to see other fan bases rise up and hopefully, uh, carry that on but ultimately yeah the bills are competitors and when we play them i want to beat them but they're not hard to to root for either let's uh let's move it on to the mlb postseason uh wanted to dabble into this uh because it's it's what's happening now it's what's interesting um i wanted to dabble into the uh divisional matchups uh, just kind of brief and kind of give you my World Series prediction. Uh, so this is the new year with a new playoff system. So there was three wild card teams this year, um, and they had a wild card round where the lower seed would go play the higher seeds at the higher seeds home uh, for a three game series. They were all at. Uh, the higher seeds stadiums. Um, I'm not going to go into that, but you do have the Mariners playing the Astros in the ALDS on the other side of the bracket. You have the guardians playing the Yankees. And for the NL side of things, you have the Phillies visiting the defending champion Braves. Uh, and you also have the Padres visiting the Los Angeles Dodgers, who uh, are one of the hottest teams in baseball for sure. So by the time we've recorded this, the two games have been played. The Phillies stole game one against Atlanta in Atlanta, seven to six. Uh, I like to think of myself as a low-key Braves fan uh, just because uh, – my fellow uh, partner here lived in Atlanta, loved Atlanta, loved uh, Truist Park. Uh, unfortunately, they did lose today, but uh, it's a best out of five series. The Mariners are surprisingly beating the Astros at home. Justin Verlander gave up a postseason uh, personal record of six earned runs. Um, and then the Guardians play, are playing in New York tonight at 730 and finally the Padres are playing the Dodgers at 937 in Los Angeles. So a lot of good baseball. Um, it's definitely not watched upon our age group as much, which is unfortunate, but I do understand it. And I, I want people to, to step out of their boundaries and watch postseason baseball because it's low-key one of the better postseasons out of the four major sports, in my opinion. Tell me a little bit. I guess I want to talk about I, I want to talk about what you want to talk about. And I'm interested in those rule changes because my friends have talked about the rule changes. Is it good for the game, bad for the game? But uh, if you want to talk about postseason, let's talk about postseason. Because Evan Phillips, man, Evan Phillips can sling, huh? <laughs> who is that? I don't know who that is. Good pitcher for the Dodgers has an ERA about 1.14, if I'm not wrong. I'm over two on people that uh, you've brought up. With Jack Jones, I, I didn't know it off the top of my head. And this guy, I'll be honest, I've never heard of his name. 
And he is allegedly a sports fan, people. <laughs> well, someone's got to call me out on my bullshit. Yeah, we could talk about uh, playoffs a little bit. That's what you'd rather talk about. Well, I, more so. Current, I, current. Yeah, more, more so. I, I did want to, and I just wanted to have, touch briefly on this as we get more into the postseason. I'll, I'll go more in depth, but um, I, w- I just more so wanted to give my World Series prediction. Uh, and that would be coming out of the American League. I hurts me to say it, but I do think the Yankees, this might be their year. I think they get to the World Series, and I think they're going to play out of the NL, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I think the Yankees, uh, front to back, have the most talent in the American League side. I think the Astros, as consistent as they've been, uh, just – don't have enough to go up against New York. And the, the beauty of postseason baseball is it never goes to script. So I could obviously be way off, but um, I do like the Yankees playing the most talented team in baseball, the Dodgers. And I do like the Dodgers to win that series in six games, being the champions. Um, I wish I could pick the Braves. I wish I could pick the teams like the Mariners to win, but talent most of the time trumps uh streaking uh the mariners have played such great baseball going into the postseason but ultimately i think talent is going to take the cake here and i do like the dodgers over the yankees it looks like the astros might have a little bit of a hole to dig themselves out of if the next 20 minutes goes seattle's way yeah and it's best of five so um the astros just have a very veteran sound baseball team they made a lot of uh good acquisitions at the trade deadline and that's what's huge about the mlb is there's buyers and sellers at the deadline we kind of talked about that last week with the red sox not really knowing what they're doing and it obviously sucks i'm not as engaged in the playoffs as i should be uh when the when the red sox aren't involved but uh i'm a baseball fan at heart so i'll definitely watch these games and uh follow them as we move along do you feel that something, I don't know, something about the Yankees winning, I guess because, what, they haven't won since 2008, 2009, something like that? Uh, 2009, yeah. They haven't won in the last decade. There's something about, and maybe people feel this about, and that people probably don't feel this about Boston. People hate Boston, but, yeah, it would almost be nice to see the Yankees win, just kind of see it's such a you know globally known brand, and, and it seems like they finally built – They've had some disappointing years recently where they thought they were hot, they weren't hot, and it seems like it's coming together this time. So, Yeah, I mean, it's always got to come together in the postseason, and for the Yankees, it hasn't. They've let a lot of games slip. Um, Haven't even been to the World Series in the 2010s decade. Um, And there's some crazy stat on when the last time they weren't – they didn't win a World Series in like a – decade like it's just very unheard of i mean they have 27 world series championships so um yeah talking about the pats fan base being a little you know uneasy with the future if the yankees aren't getting something soon then they might have some riots on their hands yeah and they definitely have a, a wild fan base but um that's really all i have for for that segment um i wanted to let me take this next one. If, if go for it, take, take the reins, take the reins. 
I mean, we've talked about Pats, we've talked about NFL power rankings, MLB postseason, but we all really know what the biggest sports story of the week is. And we're even being late, you know, with the the speed at which information fills the internet these days. If you're not on it the same day, then it gets old. But Steve Ho, you fat. I mean, has there been anything better for sports recently? Tell me, Kev. Unbelievable. Uh, not to mention, I think I'm just looking over his name again. I think what's underrated here is it's not just like your regular Steve. It's Steve with two E's in the middle. S-T-E-E-V-E. I, I mean, mean, this guy just knows how to keep it fresh. He knows how to keep it interesting. And I mean, it's what we need and at this time where people are saying, hey, maybe sports <laughs> are sports still cool. Who knows? Steve Ho, you fat, comes in and just gives us that burst of energy. I mean, incredible. Uh, I I mean, the, the courage this man has and... I just I saw it on Twitter and I looked it up and I couldn't believe it. Um, he's a French professional basketball player. Uh, he plays for the Metropolitans 92 in the LNB Pro A League. I don't know what that means. I'm locked in on his name. I just I in a time where basketball wasn't talked about, he's he's now started that conversation and I think that's something I'll think about all basketball season. And I honestly wish he would make it to the NBA. I don't know how that would play out if they let him do that. But, um, and it's PG because it's Steve Ho, you fat, but it's HO. So I want to know the backstory on this. I want a documentary on this, on how this came about, why he picked the name, um, the spelling. I'm 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 sure he picked it. I'm sure he picked it. Do you think he was named that or do you think he changed it? Oh, he's got to have been named that. I mean, it's seen, I'm seeing he's born in French Guyana. So I think he probably chose, um, or he probably was born like that. You think born, so? Born like that. Yeah. Wow. It's gotta be. I mean, can we see, can we see? No, we don't, we don't have any family information here, but yeah, it's, it's just, like I said, at, at, when things can seem dull in life, people like Steve, how you come, how you come fat people like Steve, how you fat. <laughs> Just they just give us something to live for. So I just want to say thank you, Steve. Yeah, that's uh the content you did not know you needed. Lastly, uh the Draymond Green situation. Basketball actually tips off uh the regular season a week from today. So I'm excited to to definitely get into that. Um I want to talk about the Draymond Green punch on his teammate. Why why is my name blank? Oh. Uh, thank you Jordan Poole yeah so that was a big story Draymond Green is taking a few days away from uh, basketball operations with the Warriors and playing ultimately he'll be fine however it was definitely a big story and it'll be something to watch throughout the season and maybe this is his way out of Golden State I that might be uh, a little much but who knows? I mean, I don't, I think you're crossing a huge line when you're doing that to your teammates. Yeah. It's pretty insane for, you know, a teammate to punch someone else. I mean, another teammate rather. Do you think that is, I mean, what do you even, I mean, just speculating here, I guess we're part of the media now do some speculations and fake news, if you will. What do you think it even could have been? It, it seemed, I, I, I want to talk about two things because I watched the video. I hate that I watched the video because I think those things should be private. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear your opinion on that. But 
let's we all saw the video. What do you think it even could have been? It seemed like he walked up to him out of nowhere and just bang. Because it's not like Poole didn't do so hot last in the postseason. Did he not? Was he not a, a you know key contributor to the Celtics' downfall? Um, I, I think he was more so a key contributor to the Warriors. And yeah, he played very well against the Celtics. And you know, these people have egos. I think that's a huge thing. I, I think Draymond Green is a very passionate guy. Uh, he makes that team a lot tougher. Not to say they aren't tough, but you know, you have the stars of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, but you have that that brute in Draymond Green. So his energy is infectious throughout the team. And it, it could have been as simple as this guy, Jordan Poole, might have a big ego and might be expecting to get paid big. He's a younger kid. So I think that might have been to check him, if I were to guess. I mean, these are all speculations and assumptions. But mm-hmm. I think Draymond Green comes from a culture of that respects earn, not given. And mm-hmm he's been doing this a lot longer at a high level and he's been a multiple time champion. So um, at the end of the day, like this could also flip to a positive light and be good for this team. However, there is that also other option that this could turn and spiral out of control. And maybe that ships Draymond or Jordan pull out. And that's something I don't think the warriors are really accustomed to. I think they usually are more, problem solvers than causing problems so i think it ultimately could help them and i think my best guess would be jordan Poole's ego might have got the best of them and draymond green can't be doing that but uh there's definitely better ways to go about it his emotions got the best of him and he you know made an action to a reaction yeah i think speculating more maybe pool because he was hot last year is hey oh I'm the, I'm the new guy around here you know let me get a little bit of cocky which saying that to someone like or, or acting that way around Draymond is as uh asking for it if you will but yeah we'll say a little quick power burst before you dismiss us the I, I just hate to see I, I hate to see the era we're in where you know private practices are getting leaked do you right. feel that same way or, or do you say just like hey let's just record everything no, I think more thing. I, I think private should. I'm a like. I think I'm a. I like to think I'm a good guy, and I mess up a lot. Um, and I, you know, I I can get angry sometimes. And you know, for me to get if that was leaked about me, and for have everyone think I'm a bad guy. Where I know Draymond has a history of not being the nicest guy, but and I think they the the Warriors. It sounds like are investigating. You know who the heck who has left that out. But keep those things private. But anyways, I guess hopefully the guy got a check at least. Who knows. Yeah, my, my, my closing remark is private things should remain private. That shouldn't have been leaked, but that kind of stuff, when it does get leaks, gets clicks and translates into mm-hmm. to money and viewers. So it's unfortunate, but it's the world we live in. I wish people were more private. I respect that. But, hey, and people they, handle business the way they want. They might have just awakened a warrior's beast, which we do not need in the NBA. No, but we anyways. do not. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzzity taco. We're buzzing over here and we're talking over there. Buzz taco, talkity buzz. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, talkity talk. Buzz, talkity talk. Buzz, 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 talkity talk. Talk, buzz, talk, talk, talkity buzz. Buzz, talkity buzz. Okay, NFL. Picks for week six. I'm joined again by my dear friend Connor Meehan. Uh, 
had a good week for myself coming in at 12 and four on our my picks last week Connor not so much eight and eight I made up some ground I'm now two games back of the leader I'm at a two and a half, two and a half fair Connor missed a pick but two and a half back at a 45 and 34 clip Connor is at 47 and 31. Uh, Connor, how do you feel about uh, your your picks last week and how it transpired? What went wrong for you? Yeah, just a couple tough, couple tough, uh, you know, shots in the dark that didn't hit. Uh, obviously, no one expected the Packers to take an L, uh, and then I, I kind of went with a couple upsets on the Bears. Um, Dolphins couldn't have foreseen an injury there with Teddy Bridgewater. Texans surprised me. Rams surprise, or, you know, Rams yep. shit bed. So just a couple of close ones. Um, these weeks happen. So I was going to cool off after, you know, the week prior. So of course, that's off to you for a good week. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely take them where we can get them. Where I made up ground really though, was the, I took the jets. I thought they were the better team, regardless of Bridgewater. They've just seemed like they put together offensively. They've looked good and defensively. Um, seems like they're figuring it out. It's kind of weird to think now that they're a team that the Patriots have to deal with. And then, uh, you know, you went with the upset with um, the Cardinals Eagles and it almost hit, it almost did uh, a missed field goal by Matt Amendola uh, to, to send it to OT. Um, we both missed out on the Rams. And then you went with the bears last week. Mm-hmm. I kept it. uh I kept it standard with the the Vikings pick. I feel like this week I'm going to have a little more upsets that probably will come back to to haunt me. But uh, without further ado, let's let's hop into it. Thursday night matchup. Can't say I'm very excited for it, but in some weird way, it can't be worse than what we saw last week with uh, Indianapolis visiting Denver. Seven field goals, no touchdowns, and I'll start off. I went with. The Commanders, uh, I guess you could call it an upset. Commanders were a Carson Wentz interception at the two-yard line away from winning that game last week against Tennessee. Uh, Who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, I'm sticking with the Bears. I trusted them last week. They let me down. I'm going to give them one more chance. Uh, Only reason, I mean, I I think stuff's unraveling there in Washington. Got Ron Rivera calling out Carson Wentz publicly, uh, saying he's he's the problem. So, that's never great, and uh, I'm going to ride with the Bears one more week. Uh, I think that the Commanders are down bad, and this might be Ron's last week at the helm. So, yeah, it's uh, it was a hard pick, but I, I feel like they're somehow going to pull out a win. Uh, that NFC East turns out to be one of the better divisions thus far in the NFL, and uh, I'm gonna. I don't like putting my money where Carson Wentz uh, plays, but uh, I don't think the Bears have the offensive firepower to keep up with Washington. Uh, So we'll see how that turns out. On to the Sunday night one o'clock games. We have the San Francisco 49ers visiting the Atlanta Falcons. Connor, I'll let you start this one off. Yeah, I'm going with the Niners. I think they had a, a huge win last week. Not not necessarily a big one in terms of a tough win, but a big one for them, I think, confidence-wise, after a couple up-and-down uh, weeks and putting up a 35 spot. 
obviously on a bad Panthers team, but I think that'll be one to get them going. Uh, Mariota keeps turning the ball over, and I think the uh, Niners' defense is for real and is going to take advantage and win the turnover battle there on the road. Yeah, uh, I'm sticking with it. It's interesting, though, because Atlanta obviously has two wins, uh, probably better than a lot of people thought. Uh, Obviously, they had a tough uh, roughing the passer call against Tom that should not have been called, but Tom Brady is going to get those calls more often than not. That's been a weird rule in how they're officiating it this year. So I don't think this is going to be a blowout, but I think San Fran... Uh, they're coming together. I think they're going to be a team that is going to be there at the end. Um, I expect them to win the division, honestly, as long as Jimmy doesn't turn the ball over, which he's known to not do. So uh, I'm going with the 49ers. Next game on the one o'clock slate, the New England Patriots coming off a, a great win. I'll put it that way against the Detroit Lions going into Cleveland uh, Cleveland uh, lost last game on a last-second field goal against the Chargers, had the lead early, lost it, kind of back and forth, ultimately ended up losing. So two and three Patriots at the two and three Browns. Um, I'll let you go with this one too. Yeah, I think the uh, I'm going to stick with the Patriots here. I think they're uh, about to start streaking. Don't let them get hot. Um, I just think uh, I think Bill's going to gonna take, uh, take care of Jacoby Brissett. I'm not sure that uh, – Brissett's going to be able to move the ball uh, against this defense. So I think it'll be a close one again, um, maybe low scoring, but I'm going with the Patriots here in a close one. Yeah. As long as we can contain Chubb, our defense has been playing pretty well. I mean, I said this last week, but really our loss that was, was bad in my opinion that, you know, you look at it and, you know, we just got beat was the Miami game. Every other loss, we shot ourselves in the foot. So if we can play uh, a clean, executed game of football, I think the Patriots, uh, they might not have the the talent on paper, but I think they're definitely the better coach team. And I think if you keep away from turnovers and shooting yourselves in the foot, you're going to put yourself in a position uh, late in the game to win the game. And uh, I do like, I do like the Patriots here. Moving on, the three and two New York Jets going into Lambeau, playing the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, the Packers had a tough loss in London to the Giants. Uh, I'm going with the Packers here. I think Aaron Rodgers gets back on the right foot. Um, Their offense kind of went stagnant in the second half. I expect a good offensive outing from Rodgers and Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon and the weapons he has there. I don't think the Jets will be able to keep up offensively. Um, so that's where I'm going with that pick. Yeah, me too. I thought uh, I thought you were going to stick with the Jets again, and I was going to say I'm not ready to, to, to start betting, you know, taking them in any of these fucking leagues. But, um, no, I agree. I don't think the Jets are ready to compete in a – it's not a primetime game, but anytime you're playing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, it's a big – you know, it's it's a big win if you take one down, and I'm not ready to uh, put my money on them. So give me the Packers. Yeah, it'll be hard. If the Jets go into Lambeau and take one from Aaron Rodgers, uh, they're going to be taken a lot more seriously, especially for me moving forward. Yep. Mo- moving on. Uh, this was actually one of the more harder picks for me. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, two and three, a pretty horrible loss at home against the, the winless Texans at the time. 
uh, going into Indianapolis, playing the Colts at a two, two and one record. Uh, I'm going with the Colts here. I think their offense plays a little better. Uh, I think this is going to be a little bit of a higher scoring game. Um, but I do like the Indianapolis Colts in this one. I do as well. Jags let me down last week. I, I can't believe that they, they lost a bad one like that to the Texans. A freaking Davis Mills led worst offense in the league besides the, the Panthers type team. So I'm a little bit down on them might change if they, if they surprise me this week, but I think the Colts are going to start getting going. I have a feeling when all said and done, they're going to be right there knocking on the door at a wild card spot. So uh, give me the Colts here to win one on home, at, at home. Yep. Uh, so next game, the four and one Minnesota Vikings going into Miami. Uh, I'd be surprised if Tua plays in this game. Uh, Teddy probably could get cleared. Um, I think the NFL is going to move slow with Tua. I would hope so. Um, I do like the Vikings in this game, regardless of the quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins, if it's not a primetime game, I have a hard time betting against him. I think just offensively, they are the more sound team. And it's going to be hard. It's not easy playing in that Miami heat. It's Believe it or not, it's still very hot down there. And, uh, but I just like this offensive firepower. I think Jefferson opening up now last two games, he's played very well. Um, Thielen getting into the action cook, obviously I don't think Miami can keep up with the scoring. Obviously the score of the Dolphins jets game wasn't really, um, it, it didn't, you know, they lost 17 to 40. I don't think that transpired to what really happened in that game. The jets pulled away late, but nonetheless, I, I like Minnesota in this game. Yeah, me too. And not with a ton of confidence, but, I, you know, I can see them putting up a dud here against, you know, against a, a beat up Dolphins team. Uh, but I'm still riding with Minnesota. I think they showed enough, you know, last week to to be legit. And, and you know, four and one is legit, especially with a London game thrown in there. So I like them to uh, to get one here on the road. Don't think the heat will bother them too much. Um, so I'll, I'll take the Vikings there, too. Mm. Next game, we have the two and three Cincinnati Bengals coming off a Sunday night loss on a walk-off field goal against the Baltimore Ravens. They are traveling into New Orleans. Uh, that defense is really the only good thing about their team. Uh, and for those reasons, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals coming off a loss. Uh, it's been tough sledding for them. They put way too much money into that offensive line, like I said last week, to be this bad. Uh, but I'm going to ride it out with Joe Burrow and uh, believe that he can go into the bayou and pull one out. Yeah. Another one for me with not a lot of confidence. I think that there's a lot of holes in that offensive line. We, I think everyone wants to talk about that and just see how much Joe Burrow can withstand. Um, but I, I ride with him too. I think they, you know, didn't look great last week, but we're in a position to win that game against the Ravens. Um, they're legit. They're a good team. I, I like the Bengals here on the road, too. Okay. Moving on. Baltimore Ravens, 3-2, and two, going into MetLife, playing the 4-1, and one, surprisingly, New York Giants. I'm going to go with Baltimore here. Uh, just the Giants' defense locked up Aaron Rodgers in the second half last week, but I think at some point uh, – you know, there's a formula for the Giants to win. If they can keep Saquon healthy and keep giving him reps and Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over, 
they're kind of a hard team to beat at, at the end, but uh, I think talent trumps uh, game plan in this. You can't game plan for Lamar Jackson as much as you try. Uh, I'm going with the public here, and I do like the Ravens going on the road and beating New York. Me too. Um, they're legit. I think the Giants are also legit. Um, but I think, uh, I think, like you said, you know, primetime is going to show best player in the field is going to, going to, you know, take over this game. It's also interesting. I think we are pretty much, we've taken all the same picks so far. We've got a, a few coming up here that are really uh, up in the air. So I'm excited to see, but as, as far as uh, Ravens giants go, I'm sticking with you with the Ravens. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I think we've picked all the same outside of the Thursday night uh, bout. Uh, moving on, still in the 1 o'clock slate, uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off a brutal loss uh, on the road against Buffalo. Uh, I'll let you start on this one. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, I think the Steelers, when all said and done, might be – I said last week that – Thought there was a chance that the Steelers could get back up to uh, to 500 protect Tomlin's, um, you know, streak of no losing seasons. That's looking pretty unlikely. I like Kenny Pickett. I think he's the fire that they need. I think he's going to be the future franchise quarterback there. I just don't think this is the year, and I don't think this is the game for them to get a win. So I'm going to take the Buccaneers on the road. You get one pretty, pretty uh, soundly. Yeah, and I'm in agreement with you. I think, um, you know, Buccaneers offense still hasn't looked pretty, but that defense alone um, is can can get them wins from out the mud. And eventually Tom Brady is going to figure it out with this offense. Uh, nonetheless, I think the Steelers are going to be a fun team to watch down the stretch once Pickett kind of figures it out. And, you know, he's a gunslinger and they have a lot of weapons. Pickens has been picking up uh, – on the offensive load and Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Friar Moose. So uh, they're a team that's going to be fun to watch. They may not win a lot of games, and I definitely don't think they'll keep that uh, winning season streak alive for Tomlin, but he'll get them prepared uh, definitely much more than they were going into Buffalo. I think this will be a little closer of a game, but ultimately I see the Bucks pulling this one out. Moving into the four o'clock slate, the Carolina Panthers one and four who have just freshly fired their coach, Matt rule. He's still getting paid a lot of money on a seven year deal uh, going into a Los Angeles Rams team. That is two and three coming off a bad loss. Uh, they just haven't looked good. No other way to put it. Offense hasn't looked great. Defense has been decent at best. Uh, where where's your head at for this game? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Rams, but honestly, I think if uh, there's probably 25 other teams if they were playing them this week that I would take over the Rams. I think the offense is reeling. The the Rams are reeling. I think it's a one dimensional show right now. Stafford's got one weapon. Allen Robbins Allen Robinson has has not played up to his potential. He's obviously still a good receiver, but they miss Odell. They miss Van Jefferson. Um, this, this team is, re is really one-dimensional uh, right now on offense, and I think that uh, I wouldn't be shocked if P.J. Walker somehow comes in and steals one under a new you know interim coach. I feel like you see that sometimes with additional fire lit under a team's ass, so I wouldn't be shocked, uh, but not confident enough to take, take the Panthers here, so give me the Rams at home. Okay. Uh, also kicking off at 4.05, the Arizona Cardinals going into Seattle – 
playing a revamped Seattle Seahawks offense. Their defense has been the issue as far as executing and winning games. However, I still like the Cardinals. I think they're the more well-rounded team. I think this is going to be a shootout, high volume of offense in this game. Uh, but I do like the Cardinals going on the road and taking one in Seattle. However, I think it's going to be a very entertaining game and a close game at that. Yeah, me too. Not, not much to, to, to divert from that. I think it'll be a come down. It seems like Seattle's playing in a ton of these games. Same Arizona always does. I think it'll come down to the you know, last couple of drives. Uh, but I like the, the Cardinals to pull this one out and get back to three and three. Uh, but watch out for them Seahawks, man. Gino Smith is playing lights out. So. Yeah, that, that that's a fun – that's a, such a fun storyline. I, I love that he's just slinging that ball around. Yeah, geez. I wonder how I wonder how they'd look if Russ was under center. That would be the true test on what the hell's going on with him. Also, did you did you uh, pick – did you set your pick for Rams-Panthers? I think you uh, – I'm going Rams. I'm not sure if I did, but I am going Rams. All right. Uh, that's why you need good friends, people. That's why you need good friends. Okay. Moving on to the – Later game of the four o'clock games, the best matchup maybe of the year, a rematch of the crazy divisional round last year, the Buffalo Bills at four and one going into Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium, also at four and one, uh, had a bar fight with the Vegas Raiders last night. Uh I'll let you start this one off. Yeah, I, part of me wants to go with the Bills. I want them to, to get their revenge. I want this to be their little revenge tour. Obviously, it doesn't matter if it's a regular season game. They, they really want the one, and you know, if they match up in the AFC Championship. Uh, but last week, I said I'm not not betting, not going against the Chiefs in these types of games. Not going to go back on my word to so give me the Chiefs at home. Uh, I just can't can't not trust uh, Patty Mahomes to get it done. Yeah. Uh... You know, the offense hasn't looked like it has in the past few years, but Mahomes has always figured out a way to get it done. I mean, even last night with Kelsey uh, getting four touchdowns is incredible. Uh, You know, the public likes Buffalo. I think this is the Buffalo Bills year. Um, I think the Bills overcome that hill, and I think they're going to win this game going into Arrowhead. Definitely not going to be easy. This is going to be a battle, uh, but I do like Buffalo here. I think they have the better offense, the better quarterback right now, and I think they have the better defense. Um, But I would not be surprised if Mahomes turned it on, brought it up to that next level. Uh, He's more tested in these games. He's proven that he can win them, but overall, uh, I like Buffalo in this game. A real game for our uh, our season there. Yep, yep. Here we go to the Sunday night game. It's a good one. The four and one Dallas Cowboys coming off a great win with Cooper Rush visiting the undefeated five and zero Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts, uh, who's looked outstanding through the first five games. I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. Um... This was a coin flip. I, I think I, I took the, the Cardinals last week and they made me pay for it uh, against the Eagles. Um, I think it'll be a great game, great division game. If we're going to see who's legit and who's not, 
Uh, it's early in the year. I think both teams look great and uh, have really hung in there. And obviously the, the Eagles are 5-0. and um, I think this is a big test for them. I'd like them to get it done at home. I'm not going to go against them now. So what about you? Uh, I'm going with the Eagles as well. I think uh, the Cooper Rush flame might be heading out. Uh, this might be his last start. I know Dak's starting to resume football activities. Uh, so I would like, I just don't think they're going to keep up with Philly. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that defense does, uh, of the Cowboys to contain Jalen hurts. But overall, um, I think Philly's the better team. I think they stay undefeated. They might be catching lightning in a bottle here, but uh, I do think they're the best team in that division. And that's why I'm going to pick them for this game. Last one. Moving on, Monday night game. Uh, the Both teams kind of underwhelming this year have not performed as well as we had thought. This is an, a lesser intriguing matchup than when you looked at the beginning of the year on paper. Two and three Denver Broncos going into SoFi Stadium, playing the Los Angeles Chargers at three and two. Uh, I like the Chargers in this game. I The Broncos... Offense hasn't proved that they can figure it out yet. And they're going to go up against a high-powered Los Angeles Chargers offense who finally started getting Austin Eckler in a groove, which is dangerous. But all in all, the Chargers have even been underwhelming. They have a lot of talent, but they just haven't seemed to put it all together. Uh, so at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Yeah, I think both these teams have a ton to prove, I think. You know, we're both are hoping that uh, this is not what they've shown. You know, what they've shown is not uh, where they can go. So I think about you know a, an important prove it game and prime time for both teams. Uh, don't trust the Broncos and don't trust Russ right now. Mm -hmm. uh, which I, I, I love him, but can't trust him yet. So I'm going with the Chargers on Monday Night Football to get a dub with 92 percent of the population. Okay. Uh, what are your points for the Monday Night game? <laughs> so I'm taking a page out of your book. I'm going, I'm at 34 and wow. this, uh, this I, I'm, I'm expecting 24, 10 chargers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going 53 here. Um, I think it's going to be a 30, 20 game. Uh, not sure on exact score, but uh, I like, I, I do like the Broncos to score more points this week. Uh, and I like the chargers to match them and obviously trump them, but uh, definitely, uh, going to be interesting. Um, I could see the Broncos pulling this one out too, but ultimately I, I, I can't pick against the chargers this week. So, uh, those are the picks. I think we had what, two different picks for this yeah, week. We, we had chiefs, um, and, uh, commanders and bears. You took, you took the Colts at home, right? I did. Yeah. So I think just, uh, yeah, just two differences. So who knows when all of a sudden done, we could be, Tied up if, uh, if both of those hit your way, and uh, hopefully I can open the gap a little bit, get some breathing room. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be fun throughout the year. Uh, hopefully, I can keep a streak going. That hasn't been the case, but uh, definitely last week will help my efforts and uh, dethroning you. But uh, that's all we got for you today, Connor. Thanks again for uh, hopping on. We'll see you next week, and. Uh, and go Pats. We need another yeah. one. We need to start streaking. Yes, sir. All I'm right. Hot. Okay. Closing remarks here. Uh, I think this will be pretty standard as we move on. I think we're finding our groove. 
as we continue this journey in the buzz talk era. So Matt and I recorded our segment and then me and we'll do picks um, on a weekly basis because that's what we've been doing from the jump. And I, I, I like to have that segment in there. So um, definitely like the direction this is going. I think we still have a lot to, to work on and improve. However, at the same time, we're, we're growing. So uh, Matt, how do you feel two episodes down? I know you were new to the podcasting, not so much the content creation because you, I know you don't toot your own horn, but you have made your fair share of music. You've made the intros and outros to this podcast. So how are you feeling two episodes deep? You know, Maddie Pert, my 23 YouTube subscribers, watch out. I'm pretty experienced, like I said, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm having a pleasure. It's a pleasure talking to you. It's a pleasure spending some time with you. So I have no complaints. How can the people connect with us? How can the people leave feedback for us? Uh, so they can. We'd love if you would. I We're not on YouTube yet. So, you know, comment. I believe you can comment. Maybe this is something we're figuring out. Yeah, we're still figuring that out. But you can, because when I send it out to people, it's usually through Anchor. But whatever, everyone, you know, either has Spotify or Apple. So um, leave a comment, leave a review, an honest review. And that would be very much appreciated. Uh, still haven't gotten back into the social media game. We're still trying to figure out on the direction of this podcast. I think we're going to figure out as we go. You know, Matt's just a guest at this point. Maybe that changes. Maybe not. We'll kind of, we'll kind of go. It's, it's all taken in stride as of right now, but uh, ultimately I'd love for him to be a co-host with me. And um, that's where we're at. Uh, Ultimately we'll, we'll start to promote this more and more as we go on, but uh, I'm definitely a lot happier when I do record this rather than not. So uh, it's a lot of fun for, for us, I would say, and hopefully it's just as much fun as the listeners on their side. Thank you everybody so much. And thank you, Kev. Yeah. We'll see you next week. That's all we got. Buzz. Oh, we're buzzing. Stop.